Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Forward Farming. Happy March. Happy... (laughs) Happy band day. It's March 4th. Happy what day? Band. Like marching band. Have you never heard that? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, March nope. 4th. <laughs> or parade day, whatever oh, you want to call 4th. it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Learned something new today. <laughs> All right. Well, that's podcast. That. See you later. Bye. <laughs> You're frozen. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have just taken a picture of how you were frozen. <laughs> you yeah. look really good. We're after a solid start. But at least we're on yes. time. All right. We are. 737. Well, we've been chatting for a few minutes before that, so. Yeah. That's pretty good. We did good. Should we uh, start out with some highs and lows? Might as well, huh? What was your? I mean, it's what we do every time. What was your <laughs> high for the week? My high. Oh, I was gonna say my taxes, but that was also kind of the low. But <laughs> I, we got our taxes done today. Uh-huh. That's Good exciting. So Good. we spent, I don't know, a couple of days doing the taxes really isn't that bad because we have an amazing lady and we like go there and we just tell her all the things she wants to know and then boom bam boom in her computer she gets it all done for us so that's it that's like the easy part but the the hard part is a few days before that where you have to like go through all your crap that you didn't keep up Get with throughout the year together. You know? yep yeah yeah so I was kind of the low into the high but um other than that we've uh I guess my other high was going to be, we've just been um, kind of selling a lot of beef lately. Uh, my dad told me I was going to have to start paying him commission. He he works <laughs> near Milwaukee and they're coming up this weekend and he's going back with like a bunch of orders awesome. <laughs> from people that he works with. So I was like, yeah, it was, it's fun to be able to kind of branch out to like the other side of the state and stuff. So cute. That's exciting. Hopefully we can kind of keep doing that and then besides that the farmers markets and stuff yeah that's exciting so are you you, what's your high are you selling more beef than you thought you would like because weren't you worried that you had too much with not enough buyers was that an issue um that maybe like later on this summer because we so last year we didn't butcher very many just because we didn't have many to butcher and then last spring um, basically like right before COVID hit, we bought a bunch or started raising more, I should say more bottle calves. So now this year, um, we just did three and then like starting in May, we've got a couple to go every month. So, I mean, as of right now, we're doing really good, but like, I, I whether or not we get backed up later on, I don't know. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Still, we figure it out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, my high for the week, my cute little possum sweatshirt. <laughs> I feel like there's a story on this and we just, we need to hear it. I mean, not really. There's just this Instagram account that I oh. follow 
Um, and I just, it's, has a possum? Yeah, it's um, Juniper. I don't know what it's called. I think I've talked about this account before where it's this girl that has like, um, like a small animal sanctuary out of her home. And she has like a couple foxes living with her in the house. And she has like reptiles and stuff. And then she has this cute little possum. And anytime that she posts about this possum, I always send it to Dan. I'm like, oh my God, look at how cute and adorable this thing is. And so he surprised me with a possum sweatshirt from this lady. And I cried when I opened it. I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) That might be like the best surprise he's ever given me because he's not good with surprises. And I (laughs) genuinely had no idea this was coming. So Kudos to you, Dan, for this possum sweatshirt. (laughs) So that's it. I will not tell you what we do with the possums at my house. (laughs) Well, I feel like this is a different possum. I feel like this is just a possum with a P, not a possum with an O. I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I could have just made that up. But like, these aren't as scary as our possums. It has more of like a cow-shaped nose instead of like a pointy nose. Aren't possums and opossums the same thing? I thought it was just like calling a coyote a yodi. I think so, but I think there's different ones across the country. Like they look different. I don't know. Maybe that's just all in my mind. And then someone told I'm me currently that possum currently pee it. is toxic for horses. So if you have like a ranch they just kill all the possums because they kill the horses if they ingest their pee. It would surprise me horses I mean you can look at them funny and they'll die. (laughs) So we have large American opossums short-tailed opossums. Hmm. I mean there is quite a few different species but they're all called just opossums. Oh here we go possum versus opossum. Both possum and opossum correctly refer to the Virginia opossum frequently seen in North America. In common use, possum is the usual term. In technical or scientific context, opossum is preferred. So they're the same thing. Well, shoot. I'm sure that's a very good one, though. He probably doesn't eat chickens or chicken eggs. Yeah. Well, clearly not if he's just hanging out in her house. Um, I'm going to send you a picture in case you they are, they are good for the environment I heard because they like they do a lot of things but they're they, nuisance around here they eat a lot of bugs and they don't carry diseases I think they're kind of like a land bat except for their pee <laughs> yeah except for their pee just don't yeah except a bat doesn't like kill chickens <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Case any of you wanted to go out Oops. and find a possum to drink its pee, don't do it. <laughs> or give it to someone else to try. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear it here. Anyway. What was your low for the week? Oh. Oh, did you find it? Okay, well, I'm just back to the horses. Okay. It is. <laughs> This says that there is no such thing as poison possum pee. 
opossums are the only <laughs> only known carrier of a disease in horses called equine protozoal myencephaly. Yeah, that's a long one. Anyways, so if possums carry that disease, then yes, I'm sure the horses would would kill them. Where they eat or drink, or so if the horses eat or drink, or a possum has defecated oh and they have epm then the horse can get sick from that i see so if the possum peed in their food water and then they yeah, yeah. well that's unfortunate so it's just yeah okay well now we cleared that up if you have horses be careful of those possums man <laughs> just, just ship them you. over to me <laughs> i love them <laughs> i'm sorry but this is ugly <laughs> Amber just sent me a picture of this possum and it's just it's adorable. It's not the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you have a low for the week besides me just ripping on possums right now? (laughs) Uh this week has been a long, it's been a stressful week here in Cranland. Um, I don't like talking about like our family work dynamic too much just because I feel like that's off limits, but it's, it's been, um, it's been a busy week for that, I guess would be the best way to (laughs) describe it. Um, so ever since I came, if you know, you know, (laughs) if you know, you know, ever since I came back here, I feel like we've been kind of going through a generational change between like my dad and I, and I never really thought he would like ever want to retire because he's just like a a farmer, like farmers just don't like to retire. And uh, he's had some stuff going on with his family where he's kind of taking a step back and kind of seeing the bigger picture, which is good. I'm glad he's, but he, he finally said this week, like, I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take, take a lot more time off than I do now. And just kind of hand a lot of things over to me uh so that's kind of stressful uh because then my mom's like when they were on vacation was a test (laughs) well (laughs) that that's my mom's job so then she's also like well since your dad's going to be doing this I'm going to be doing this too so here's my workload here's your dad's workload (laughs) have fun (laughs) so um so is it the next generation is it you, Dan, and your cousin? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Is there more family than just that, or? Um, not out here. I mean, I have an older brother, and then uh, my cousin also has a brother, but they don't really get involved out here too much. Um, so it's just been there. It's just time to step up and put my big girl pants on. <laughs> get her done baby and uh you know just (laughs) just figure out the rest of the cranberry things that I know nothing about so um that's been that's been stressful and keeping me up at night so fun stuff I don't know maybe we can talk about that later but like the whole what it's like working with a family business and that kind of thing but not today (laughs) (laughs) We don't have enough time for that. No, I need to go more therapy before we talk. 
uh, anyway, what was your low for the week other than your taxes? Yeah, other than my taxes, uh, that probably was a low. I don't, it was a pretty good week overall. The weather has been nicer, kind of getting more done now. Um, I guess my body has been like laughing at me a little bit more. So I've, <laughs> I really got to like think twice before I do something that I know I shouldn't do mm-hmm. and go find someone to do it for me. Um, so that's, I mean, I did the same thing with Sophia and Joe. I just, I am one of those people, like, I don't like to ask for help, like, because I always feel like it's a burden, you know? I was just talking with um, our herdsman, Alicia, and she was like, you know, it's kind of nice that, like, you need my help because it gives me more to do and more hours and stuff, except for when you ask for my help and I'm, like, in the middle of something and I'm like, I know, trust me, (laughs) like, (laughs) I hate, like, you know, she's milking in the morning or something and a calf needs to be pulled. I, like, I, I... I can do it, but I know I shouldn't do it. So then I'm like, hey, can you come help, please? <laughs> I hate bugging them when I know that they're already busy, but it is what it is and it won't last forever. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, like, I, I get tired just walking up the stairs. Like, it's pathetic. <laughs> I took another nap tonight at seven o'clock for 15 minutes and I woke up and I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> uh, struggles. Got any goals for the week? I think just kind of, I mean, it's supposed to be in the fifties next week, which is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of just been starting to clean up now that the snow is melting and uh, you find random things under the snow. <laughs> so just kind of clean up at home. Um, one of my goals that I don't know if I said it last week, did we have the chickens already last week? No. Oh, so we got chicks. Oh, that must've been last Friday that we got chicks. Um, and they were in a box all week, but they're kind of starting to grow that box right away. So we got them moved into our, uh, one of our coops I guess you could say we've got like a garden shed that we used to keep the chickens in and so now we kind of use that as a brooder so we got them moved in there yesterday Um, so that was good to get done now we kind of just gotta clean everything up from them being in that box and stuff and then yeah just slowly clean up the barn Joey's been hauling bedding that he wasn't able to this winter and yeah so how many chickens do you have We've got probably 20 or 30 lane hens, and then we just got another dozen chicks. They're cute. Hmm. Cute. Apparently all of the stores around us have baby chicks, and I'm not allowed to go look at them. That's rude. Kind of rude. <laughs> Very. You're a big girl. I give you permission. <laughs> I would come home with them, and Bear would eat them. Yeah, he probably would. I saw a TikTok today. Um, There was like, uh, it was a horse and there was three little chicks running around on the ground. And the horse just went down and ate one of the chicks. And then all of a sudden, Mama Hen comes over squawking. And the horse is just like, what? Like... (laughs) 
<laughs> it was it was pretty dramatic. <laughs> oh, I told you about Bear over like last summer when he ate the robin, didn't I? Uh, I don't know. We had a robin's nest like right in our backyard, and when the babies would fall out of the nest they would hop around in our yard and bear loved chasing them and getting dive bombed by the mamas and i was outside with him and this is when he's still like four months old and he comes running back to me and i can just see wings flapping out of the side of his mouth he picked up a baby chick he didn't eat it i guess he just held it in his mouth very gently well, that's good. And wouldn't drop it. <laughs> but he did this to the same chick like three different times on different days. Can't believe it didn't die. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't believe Bear didn't die from the mom robin. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes this year. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you uh, have a goal for the week? Yeah, I'm going to clean this weekend, I hope. I haven't really done much of that lately and it needs to be done things are getting a little dusty around here (laughs) minor details yeah open up the windows and just blow the stink out it needs it oh i can't wait to open windows Mm -hmm. nice just to have that fresh air coming in yeah we usually open our bedroom window like this week we have for just like 10 15 minutes before bed and mm, it smells so nice yeah no, I want to open my window. It's kind of cold out tonight. A little I bit. Think I, I think I won't. Yeah, I think like on Monday, Monday or Tuesday, we're going to be pushing 60. I think Tuesday is our warmest day. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to hit 60, but in the, oh, oh, it changed. Now we're supposed to hit 61 Monday and Tuesday. Wow. That's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's supposed that to be in the 40s me, until then, but. That makes me a little nervous. I hope this isn't. This is a good transition. Speaking of uh, it warming up, I don't like when it warms up this fast, this soon, like this rapidly. Then mm. things start to grow and then we get busy with springtime activities. <laughs> If it makes you feel better, there's only three days of that those 60s, and then it's back to the 40s, so. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stop looking at the weather. It's supposed to only be 19 tonight. Anyway, so <laughs> we figured tonight we would, since we're getting into more spring-like weather, kind of just chit-chat about what comes in the springtime, what kind of things change for us what we start to do once we kind of get thawing out how how do things change for you like what's kind of the biggest change other than less layers for you and the babies (laughs) uh we just we get busier overall because we start calving in a lot more um like we talked Many times before, we don't calve the heifers in during the winter. So they started calving this last week. And we've got a pretty big group of them due in the next week or two. So just kind of keeping up with the babies is probably the biggest thing for me. 
Um, also, now that the huts are kind of unthawing from the ground, <laughs> we are finally able to get those up and get them power washed so that we can kind of start fresh in the spring. We usually have to, in the wintertime, they get frozen to the ground, um, so we're not able to wash them. Plus, when it's in the negatives, you can't really wash them anyways. Um, so, yeah, getting those washed. Uh, just kind of like catching up on things from wintertime, getting things cleaned up. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing and the thing that keeps me more busy is just more calves in general. How many? It just comes with a whole lot of added things to do. <laughs> is it is it rude to ask like how many calves you're expecting? Is that like asking how many head of cattle you have or whatever? I I don't know if that's a beef thing, but that's not like a taboo thing in the dairy industry, at least like in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I never thought knew that was a thing. Right. I can see like asking someone how many acres they run, but I never knew that cows were a thing. But anyways, um, so we milk 350 cows, uh, give or take, throughout the year. And so we typically get about that many calves a year. This year, we've got um, all year I've got like 160 heifers to calve in. Um, so we've got probably... I don't know, like 20 of them will calve in in March. And then June, July, and August are really busy months for us, too. We've got, like, between the heifers and cows. And you. And me. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, like, oh, I don't know, 60 or 70 a month. So that's that's, that's going to be, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really good timing on my part. Uh, <laughs> we'll be really busy then, but. Uh, yeah, in the summertime, like last summer, I, I had over 100 calves at one point on milk, and I don't have that many huts, so that was a fun time. <laughs> and this year will probably be about the same, because we'll run out of huts come July, but we always figure it out. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so how does, like, your day-to-day -day activities change once you have I, that many calves to take care of, like, do, I mean, you, I kinda, do you drop you responsibilities still, and just focus on that? Really. You just have longer days. <laughs> um, I, you basically, you do the same thing. It's just that you've got more calves to feed. Uh, and then when the calves are born and stuff, that always adds on to your day because you got to vaccinate and feed them colostrum and get them moved and all that kind of stuff. Um, I do have more help this year just because I can't do as much, <laughs> but between that, like I've got a few other people helping me and then I'll just keep, I keep doing as much as I can until I have a baby. <laughs> so I've done with the other two. So that's what I plan on doing with this one. And yeah, so it's not like we, change how we do things it just takes longer because there's a more higher quantity you've probably said it before but I literally don't remember anything how long are your calves like under your care before they get like passed off to the next level um I kind of care for them though well I guess they're on the farm like they're in huts until about eight weeks old and then they go into our calf barn until they're about three months old. 
And then from there, they go to our other farm. So I, like, I'm still in charge of vaccines and all that kind of stuff for them. Um, but my boss feeds them when they're at the other farm. Um, so like, I'm still there, but I'm not the one feeding them, I guess. So like what, what's, how are they treated different from like when they're babies to when they're in the calf barn, just what they're fed? Is that kind of the only difference and that they need more room? Essentially. Yeah. So when they're in their huts, um, we always kind of compare it to like a preschool. You don't really want them all together. I mean, group housing works in some instances and we actually do group housing when they're in the calf barn. But when we ran out of huts last year, we put in some uh, bottle holders in our calf barn so I can group feed calves in our calf barn, which is really nice. Uh, but when I do that, they're at least a month old. So they're kind of past the stage. The first few weeks are, are the stage that calves can get sick the easiest. So when they're in their huts, they're just, they're getting individualized care. We can tell if they're loose. We can tell if they're sick. Um, they're not really fighting for fighting for food or anything because they've got their bottle and they've got water and grain right there. And then when they get moved into the calf barn, we keep them on the same grain. The only difference is they're not getting milk anymore. So they're just getting the grain and water. We keep them on that grain for at least a few weeks, usually until they're about 12 weeks. And then that's when we'll introduce hay and we change them over to um, a different grain that's just not as high protein because they're kind of getting more nutrients from the hay. So you don't want to give them too high uh, energy of a diet. And then after they move out of the calf barn, they kind of stay on that same feed for another couple weeks, just because when you move calves around, I mean, that's a lot of stress on them just to go from you know, one place to another. So we try to keep the feed the same. That way it lowers the stress a little bit rather than if you're moving them and changing the feed at the same time, that can cause a little bit more stress for the calves. Are calves born with teeth? They've got bottom teeth. They, they have top molars, but those are like way in the back. So, but they have like a full set of teeth, right? On the bottom. Just on the bottom. Yeah. Don't have anything on the top. They can bite you pretty good though. They get sharp. That's weird. <laughs> okay. I guess I didn't know that. <laughs> More you know. Huh. Sure enough. <laughs> Do cranberry have teeth? <laughs> That'd be awful. Maybe, maybe like little Pac-Man. That's what I would picture. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> Can you imagine, like... <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop talking before I sound like an idiot. So, Amber, how do things change for you in the spring? What happens after sanding? Um, it's like right now, with how warm it's been, almost as soon as we get the sand on, the ice starts to melt just that sand makes it melt faster. Um, mm. So once all that sand or once all the ice is melted, um, we will put a flood back on pretty much everything. And that kind of like sinks the sand to the bottom of the vines, which is what we want. And that also helps kill any um, bugs and 
stuff any eggs that are still hanging around from the summer uh so once we have everything flooded we have to go through with metal rakes like uh like a gravel rake type thing and we have to go through and if we find any clumps of sand in the vines we have to rake it out so we have to walk up and down every single bed that we sanded and look for clumps of sand sounds like fun it's cold uh, usually when you go out there, you're breaking ice because it's still that cold. And how long do you, like when you flood them again, how yeah. long does that water sit in there? Um, we can hold it in there for as long as we want. Like if we wanted to just, it'll stay in there forever if we wanted it to. But um, we will hold it in there for no more than 10 days because that's when you can start suffocating the plant. So usually we aim for like a week to 10 days. So that's how we kind of like flood in chunks when we do stuff like this, just so everything's, we're not rushing to get everything done at once. Um, but once we get that all done, uh, when we still have that flood on, we look for um, any trash that we might've missed during cleanup during harvest. So any like extra leaves, there's a lot of leaves that get knocked off during harvest. So we don't want that settling in the vines once they start coming out of dormancy because that will also suffocate the vines. So once it's flooded, it'll float to the top of the water. And we come in with like, um, it's like a big vacuum suction on a tractor arm. And we suck that out of the water. And then we use that for like a compost pile. And that takes a long time to do too. And it's usually very cold. Sometimes it snows and it's just, mm, mm -mm. I don't like it. Uh, but once it starts to warm up after that is when we start putting all of our pipe, our irrigation pipe back out, putting our sprinklers back out, making sure that our pumps are working, getting everything fired up. So when the plants start coming out of dormancy, we can get ready for frost watch, which somehow I get a hall pass from this whole year oh. <laughs> from watching frost because I can't jump ditches. Oh, I know. Mm, shoot, I get extra sleep. <laughs> until um, the summer. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, until the summer. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's super busy when once. So like, you kind of have to plan out. Uh, so we have what's called growing degree days. So we always have to keep an eye on the weather. And if it's above like, I want to say like 60 degrees we keep track of how many days those are and then it's like after 20 days of 60 degree weather that's when the plants will start to come out of dormancy I don't know there's like mm -hmm. some scientific thing that I need to figure out <laughs> but you kind of keep track of the weather and um, after like so many warmer days that's when the plants will start waking up and that's when you need to start worrying about frost so we need to have all of our irrigation set up in time for that. Um, and it's always a pain getting our irrigation pipes hooked back together because the pipes are connected. Um, there's rubber gaskets on the inside of every pipe. And if the pipe isn't hooked up right or when the pipe is hooked up, it can bump a gasket out and it'll cause like a leak uh, when, the, mm -hmm. when the pump is turned on. And then any extra water, um, can damage the vines 
And so we have to go around and that usually takes like a week to replace all the gaskets, make sure all the sprinklers are unplugged um, before our first night of frost watch. So then that first person that has to turn on the pumps isn't like running around like a madman trying to unplug all the sprinklers when there's a chance of it freezing. So is it easy to stressful? Is it easy to tell when the plants come out of dormancy? Like, is it they like change color or something? Um, right away, it's not easy, but usually like once May rolls around, you can start seeing the growth. Like every week, you can see the like the bud development pretty easily. Um, and they go through a couple of different stages that are super um, noticeable. So they start growing more rapid on like the ditches, like on the edges of the bed. And then kind of the things in the middle are the last to catch up. So you always check the edges and then you just kind of like check farther in the middle to keep an eye on the growth. And then always keep track of everything to compare the years, um, see when things started moving and shaking every year. We always keep track of that stuff. So from like middle of March until like the end of April is just the worst. It's when everyone is just super tired, exhausted, cranky, just stay out of our ways. If you see us on the street, just pretend you don't know us and keep going. <laughs> Noted. Mm-hmm. I won't come to visit you during that time period. <laughs> I mean, I'll be fine. Cause I will, I'll be well rested, but <laughs> Everyone else, just get out the way. You're gonna like, you're gonna go into the shop in the morning, and be like, "Morning, guys!" And they're gonna be like, "Screw you!" Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's okay. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of our spring in a nutshell. It's it's a lot of work. I think I think spring is probably our busiest season. I mean, like outside. Oh, really? Busier than like harvest? Uh, kind of. Or just a different kind of busy, maybe. It's a different kind of busy. I think springtime is more stressful sometimes than harvest. Because, I mean, harvest, you know what you're doing. Whereas this is always so unpredictable and... When you're kind Mother of on a, you're on a, a time, time crunch almost yeah. yeah so you yeah it's all up to mother nature and how much time you have and and that kind of thing <laughs> so are you guys done sanding then or do you still have more sorry didn't didn't mean no. to make you spit out your water <laughs> you're fine um we're still going i think tomorrow is going to be our last day Um, and we're, I think we got everything done, which is impressive considering how warm it's been. The ice held up really well, um, up until like today is when it really started to, mm, I don't, I don't know. It, it's not holding up well. You can just tell that the quality of the ice isn't good. So when you drive out there. Um, you can just feel the ice. It doesn't break. It just kind of settles. So when you're driving, you can just like, and (laughs) it's scary. So like today it's, but that doesn't hurt the vine. 
<laughs> we'll see. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Once it melts. So like last year, we kind of had this problem too, except the ice was breaking more when we were doing it. So it would like settle and then snap. So when it would settle Ooh. and snap like that, like the edges that would get pushed down would scrape against the vines and it would cause, um, it would like scrape the base of the vine and it would cause a disease. So then you have like this ugly patch and you could tell exactly where you drove. You could just see like tire marks oh. up and down the bed. And um, we don't know if it's it, it was like that today or not. Cause I mean, let me know in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Cause Dan is still pretty new at this. So he doesn't know exactly what to look for. I mean, he's doing a, a good job, but you know, it just takes a lot more experience to tell for sure. If like you screwed something up or not <laughs> before the <laughs> ice melts. So we'll see. I will see. <laughs> uh, poor Dan. I know. <laughs> I almost sent him in the ditch today too. That was fun. So before, could he not see where he was going? Well, it's it, it was it's not my fault, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so after harvest, we put lath out into the beds that we want to sand for the winter. So we put them like right on the edge of the ditch and the bed. So then, when everything's flooded and covered in snow, you can still see the lath nowhere the ditches because you can't drive out on that. <laughs> and, uh, and the ice is getting so weak, even if you aren't like right on top of the ditch, it'll still cave in on you if you're kind of close to it. <laughs> so he was kind of close to it. He, I, yeah, I got kind of close and I don't scream. I'm not a screamer, but I'm a squawker. <laughs> When I get scared and like you're driving and all of a sudden it just like gives way right next to you. And I squawked a little bit. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> Nobody died. It's fine. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. You chug that water. <laughs> My throat's so dry. <laughs> I always get that way when we're talking. I don't know why. I'm really looking forward to the half a bowl of jello I have left when I get home. I couldn't have regular jello. I had to get sugar free jello because Dan oh. turned into the food Nazi all of a sudden. Oh my God, jello has too much sugar. You can't have regular jello. What a fun hater. Yeah. Meanwhile, let's get two pizzas a week. <laughs> balance yep i don't know if i've ever had sugar-free jello it's pretty good oh good well it's probably just got another sweetener in it probably <laughs> probably isn't any better whatever i'm not dan don't take it away from her completely nope <laughs> have you been having any weird cravings yet um, I was on that spicy chicken chicken train for a while, but oh, yeah. now that um, the heartburn <laughs> and acid reflux have set in, I've refrained from getting another one of those. Uh, I'm kind of just on my bland food diet at this point, so lots of Cheerios and yeah, I gotta, I really gotta figure out what medicine I can take. It's either Pepsid or uh, Prilosec. Prilosec. 
but I, I, I knew it was something with P. I think you can take both of them, but I'm not sure. So I, I'm going to ask my doctor on Tuesday. Yeah. I think mine told me any over-the-counter heartburn medicine. Like there's some that aren't recommended for like long-term. So I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I got to talk to her on Tuesday when we go in, but yeah, I've just been maxing out on Tums. It's fine. Six a day. (laughs) At first I thought it was 10 a day until I kept breathing. And I was like, wait, (laughs) Your baby's gonna have some strong bones with all that calcium. <laughs> I don't understand why there's like you can't take more. I don't know. I mean, that is a lot of tums. Not really. It's only taking it three times with the six. True. Morning, <sighs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, well, I needed a breakfast snack and lunch, and then. <laughs> that's when I realized I had taken my last two and I was like, Oh wow. We're in for a fun night. <laughs> yeah. I was up. I was up a lot last night because it's starting to get kind of uncomfortable to sleep. And I was laying there and I'm like, I just, I was just feeling super anxious. Like I, I like, I wasn't thinking about anything. I just get like really anxious, not thinking about anything. And then I was like, it's like, was that gas or is that like a flutter in my stomach? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a fetus in there. That was probably the fetus. <laughs> like, get off your belly. You're suffocating me. Yeah, probably. I've always been a side sleeper, so I don't have that mm-hmm. issue. I'm like a, yeah, like a heavy side sleeper. I think I was just too heavy on the side and <laughs> get off of me. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> uh, oops. All right. Um, on that on note. That note. <laughs> Should we enter with the review? Do we have one? So I just, I want to point out that I finally figured out how to view our reviews on Facebook. Good. It took, took me, I don't know how long, but I figured it out only because I Googled it. Proud so of thank you. you, Google. So, okay. Yeah, we'll do the most recent one. Okay. Um, it says, I'm from the U.S., but moved to Iceland to be a sheep farmer a few years Ooh. ago. Which is awesome. Super cool. I love learning about different kinds of farms and the differences in farming between countries through this podcast. I love Amber and Becca's senses of humor, and it never gets old to hear the farming fails. (laughs) Especially when you're sitting on the floor soaking wet because a ram knocked you over with a bucket of water in your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, ladies. Aw, that was cute. Yeah, thank you. Also, I'm sorry about the ram knocking you over. That doesn't sound fun. No, especially that was posted last month. Um, so it probably wasn't oh, warm out. <laughs> Animals are mean sometimes. But you know what's not mean? Possums. That's a lie. <laughs> do you want to hear my possum story? I suppose. 
Well, you see, back when I was a young tot during Halloween, we just got home from trick-or-treating. My dad took it took my brother and I, we were in his pickup truck. We pulled into the driveway and my dad jumps out of the truck and in the driveway, there is a possum just hissing at us. So my dad jumps out of the truck, leaves a truck door open. I'm sitting in the middle seat and he says, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go grab my gun. So he leaves the truck door open as he runs inside <laughs> Meanwhile, my brother is sitting on the passenger seat. He's like, I'm just going to go inside because it's not on my side of the truck. So he jumps out, leaves his truck door wide open, and he goes running around to the back of the house. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there screaming my head off because I'm left in the truck with both of the truck doors open and this possum just sitting there hissing at me. I don't remember what happened. I think my dad came out and like punted the possum across the yard and like just grabbed me and took me inside. (laughs) They're not um, the smartest of animals. They're like, they're, uh, they're incredibly stupid. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) One time, um, I think it was my cousin. He thought there was a possum. I don't know what's with my family and punting possums. But he thought there was a possum in his yard and he went over to go kick it, but it was a frozen clump of sod and he like broke his toe trying to kick it. <laughs> he didn't like get close to it and be like, oh, that's not a possum. No, because it was dark out. So he just saw this <laughs> lump in the yard and just poof. <laughs> anyway, those are my possum stories. <laughs> that would hurt yeah um anyway so if you feel like leaving us a review either on facebook (laughs) or you can leave us a rating and review over on apple uh podcasts we'd really appreciate it we always love hearing what you guys think and uh yeah just head on over there we we like to read them they make our days a little bit brighter they do um, otherwise, you can give us a follow on Instagram, Forward Farming Podcast. You can follow Becca, Farming with the Hillbees, and I am over at Cranberry Chats, if you're not following us already. And we're also on Facebook. Sometimes. Yeah, we are, sometimes. <laughs> Forward Farming Podcast, so make sure to check us out. Um, we do have our group chat on Instagram, which I think maybe like one or two more people can fit in it, but they, they cap us off at a certain amount. So if you're not in that yet and you want to be in it, let me know. I'll try to get you added. Otherwise, we've got a fun community over on Facebook. Um, you can find that if you go to our Facebook page. It's, I think, right on the page, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think there's like a group button on like our main Facebook page. It's called Bless This Mess. And if you can't figure out why it's called that by now, well, you maybe listen to a couple more episodes. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Sophia's Sophia's a knocking. Maybe she'll be a little less sad than last time. Let's go see if we can get a good send off. I laughed so hard when I was editing that. Just her bye. <laughs> I haven't. Um... Hold on, Sophia. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so I I laughed oh, yeah. so hard. <laughs> Hi, Sophia.
Can you say bye? Bye. Can you say bye like a normal child? <laughs> Can you say goodbye? No. Why? Because I want to show them my boo-boo. Oh, you want to show everybody your boo-boo? Oh, you have a boo-boo. We, uh... <laughs> You can see it. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. What did she do? She got in a fight with a with a snowbank. Oh. Ouch. That's traumatic. She was, just, she was like climbing one of our snow piles. It must be iced over on the top. She Ouch. fell down. What a trooper. But you tough, isn't you? <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else to say? Yeah. Can you say thanks for listening? Did you forget how to talk? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>